So let, let's, let, this is just going to be kind of conversational. And my goal of bringing them up here is you guys hear from me every single week or most times or Pastor Phil. And we wanted to, you know, just grab some people who, you know, are just literally sitting in seats like you guys are. And, you know, we teach and we preach all the time that you guys are the ministers of the gospel. And so I wanted you to hear from some other ministers of the gospel like yourselves about just the journey. Right? We've all, we've all had a different type of year. The last couple years, let's just be real, the last couple years have been crazy. Right? They've been crazy in our nation, in the world, in our city, in our personal lives, in our family. But God has walked with us through it all. And so I have a couple questions, and we can just have a conversation today. Uh, the first question is, I wanted you guys to talk about or recall some type of maybe trial or hard season or hard week or a situation that you went through personally this year. And number one, how did God get you through it? And then maybe what, what did you learn from that situation? And what did God speak to you in that situation? So who wants to go first? I'm, th I'm literally, we just picked this panel, like literally like 10 minutes ago before worship. We're like, hey, you, 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 you. So they absolutely have no idea what I'm asking them. And that's why you're seeing their faces like, ooh, okay. Yes, so who's going to go first? I got it. All right, come on. So um, I think probably a really challenging time for me uh, actually happened recently. Um, so I had to, uh, I was transitioning out of my mother's house for the first time, becoming an adult recently. And um, literally the day I was supposed to be moving out, my car broke down. And literally come to find out a couple of days later, I blew a whole hole in my engine. And like the- A whole hole. A whole hole. Got it. Like <laughs> not half a hole, a whole hole. So, right? So yeah, so like- the day of, I'm like, bro, like, what the heck is going on? I'm like, I got, you know, like, obviously, this is supposed to, this ain't supposed to happen. I don't know. But um, I just kept believing God. And I was like, man, God, like, I know that you are good. You're sufficient. So I'm not going to worry about it as much as I wanted to. And I was, to be truthful. Um, but come to find out, man, the day of. So I get home, making calls. I'm like, hey. I need, like, cars, I need this, I need that. And just, like, the Lord provided, like, provided. And I just asked around, and I got a friend, and then, you know, I have my girlfriend's car, so we were able to kind of move everything and get everything done. Now, we was grinding for a couple hours, but um, God was still faithful within that. And, it, and to also to answer the last part of the question is th what really – um, he showed me, God's really showing me even now, is like the patience, like have patience in me. Like I don't have to, I ain't got to, when things happen, God's on the throne. He don't like, his throne don't shake, you know, like mm, he don't like, God don't, <laughs> what just happened? Like he don't do that. He's like, I know that this is going to happen. I've already had things placed and I've already have things already set for you to be successful even when you don't feel like it. So, like, patience, man, patience is probably the biggest thing for me. I like that God's throne don't shake. That's a, that's a word. Yeah, that's, that's a message right there. Good. God's throne don't shake. Woo. That's, that's very good, yes. Um, so some of you already heard this um, at the beginning of this year, but I 
I really feel like it's a word for someone. Uh, so a year ago, before, well, actually in 2019, I heard from the Lord that I had to, I was moving from Tampa this way and um, did, the, did that during the pandemic right at, towards the end of the year I did and the Lord did provide a place for me to live. So I have a place to live. I have the car, but there was no job. <laughs> and I was like, okay, uh, you know, I know I heard from you because you have provided these things. Um, but you know, the, 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 the worry part of your life wants to come through, you know, that, that, the, the flesh and the enemy, you know, being the, he, he moved here, not here, but he moved here, tried to, uh, remind me that, uh, you need to worry because you're not getting it. You know, you thought you heard, but God didn't say, and I was like, oh, yes, he did. You're a liar. You're a liar because he did say. So January came. No work. I had two months rent saved. Um, and on January 26, I went on Zoom interview because, of course, no COVID. Um, did the whole thing. January 27th, did my second interview. And then they're like, eh, you know, I think they like you. And I was like, okay. Then I didn't hear anything for two days. And I was like, oh, Father, 27. Okay, two days. It's the 29th. But you know what? I'm not going to stress. I told him, I'm not stressing. I'm not stressing. You brought me here, and you're God. And you provide regardless. And I was faithful through it all. I listened to you. I obeyed. And you... So come January 31st, I got called and say, hey, can you start tomorrow? <laughs> Which was February 1st. And I'm still there. I'm still working from home, which is even the bigger blessing because hey. they are in Midtown. And I was like, oh, my Lord, Midtown, Atlanta. Oh. And I, I live in College Park. Um, but the lesson I learned was that even when the flesh tries to tell you, forget about it, you got to remember that he was born, crucified, raised from the death for you. And if he told you to do something and you're obedient, he got you. There ain't nothing the enemy could have over you. Nothing. Come on, Jesus. Amen. Come on. So praise God. Amen. Amen. That's good. God's throne don't shake. God is a provider and miracle worker. Amen. I, I love what you said. You said, God, you brought me here. You better make a way. It's on, and basically what I heard is it's on him. Where God guides, God provides. Remember that. Where God guides, God provides. Now, sometimes we call things God, but they're really us. And sometimes we got to make sure, you know, we got to look out, go out and try to provide our own provision. But where God guides, God always provides. Now, it might not look like we want it to look, right? We actually still got to go out and do work. We still got to believe by faith. We still got to trust. We still got to be patient, somebody says. But he will make a way where there seems like there's no way. Amen. Next up.
All right, I'll jump right in. I'm trying to keep these dates together because um, this year for us has been a extremely, um, I don't even know what to call it, I, um, just a busy road for me and my wife um, moving here to Atlanta. So um, we put our house up for sale in Delaware. Um, I think it was around November time frame. Um, and we were just believing on God. God gave me a word. God gave me a vision that I need to come down and move to Atlanta. So um, I was in the process of retiring from the military. Um, I did 26 years in the military. So I was in the process. Thank you. Thank you. I was in the process of retiring from the military. However, I had some transition leave that I had to use as well. So in November, we put our house up for sale in Delaware. Um, the process of putting a house for sale, uh, of course, they had inspectors come out, and there was a couple things that didn't pass on the inspection. So we had a lot of work to do on the house. Um, in that time, um, I was looking around for different places here in Atlanta, so we found the apartment in Atlanta, and I told my wife, I submitted the lease. And one June was the day that I, uh, one June was our moving date to Atlanta. So we were still, in the process of selling the house, and we were like, all right, if the house sells, then what we're going to do, where we're going to go and stay until the house is actually sold. Um, there was a lot of things when, when they did the inspection on the house, there was a lot of things that came back. Uh, we had to replace the whole septic system. And, of course, that cost a, <laughs> a whole bunch of money to replace the septic system, and there were some other little things. Um, we finally got a hold of a septic system company. We finally got a hold of people to clean up from underneath of the house. We had to get the whole underneath of the house uh, encapsulated and redone. Um, so by the time that the septic people, you know, once they got out there and they assessed the job and they got done the job, just to make a long story short, um, we closed on our house officially 30 May. So <laughs> just... Exactly. We, we didn't have to, in that process, even though it was stressful for us because we was trying to sell a house, but we didn't have to go get another house because we closed on our house in 30, in 30 May, and we were on the road one June to move to Atlanta. So um, everything is in God's timing, and God will provide. I mean, if you step out on faith and if you believe um, what God has told you and you step out on it, he will make a provision for you. Amen. Praise God for Jerry real quick and his amazing wife. Or his better half. You heard the, you heard the military dates, right? 1 June, 30 May. Yeah. <laughs> Tammy, you got something? Yeah, wow. Um, I've been reflecting on this year a lot, um, especially coming into what, what are my plans are for 2022. And it's hard for me to say one thing that was really difficult and a trial because I feel like this is probably one of the hardest years I've walked in my whole life. Um, between um, our house <laughs> and not passing inspection and all its issues with just um, pastoring and it's just been just a lot of bad news. And I feel like, you know, you want to walk with people, but that weighs on you. I feel like every day is a phone call of some sadness, some tragedy, some sickness, some death, some, you know, just a lot. And then, you know, personally, we're getting, like, calls almost every other day of bad news about 
our house, about our family, about, I mean, we had somebody, like, fraudulently try to, you know, use one of our cards for, like, $300 and a battle with that and and um, trying to go back and forth and just a lot of things. Um, bad, bad news, <laughs> just bad news, y'all. And um, even going through, like, a special needs diagnosis for my son, who's three years old, just, you know, it was just, like, very, very difficult, very trying. And then I feel like there's just been a lot of situations, like, people really being, like, hostile. I've really experienced a lot of hostility um, in, in the community, you know, with people, not with, like, our neighbors, but just in general, like, business owners and, and people that, you know, um, you have to work with on, on the daily um, in, in different capacities, whether that's, like, you know, with the bank or with the school. I was just, like, felt like people were just hostile on a – crazy level and I just felt really worn out really this year um just I felt like it was battle after battle combat after combat but like I said I've been reflecting a lot because I do feel like God has given me that peace that surpasses all understanding I've never lost my peace not one moment doesn't mean I didn't get frustrated doesn't mean I didn't get angry at times doesn't mean I didn't get disappointed but like his peace was very unshakable to me and if I could be 100% honest, and I didn't think that this could ever be possible, but I feel that there's some things that you really have to live to believe. I've never loved God more. In the most difficult season of my entire life. I don't think I've ever loved God more. I've never felt him more present in my life, more there, more comforting, more in control. He truly is good. And my circumstances don't determine his goodness. Because I'm telling you, I've loved him on a different level. I've felt him present in a different way. When, when it's not about stuff, it's about him. And sometimes he needs to move the stuff so you can just see him clearly. I think a lot of things in this world give us cloudiness and distraction to clearly see his face, clearly see who he is, clearly see his goodness. And I'm telling you that he is so good. And I, I have felt that and I have known that. I have one other season in my life that I can reflect on where I had to live it to just really, truly understand and believe it. And, and that is seeing God as a provider. So my whole life, I've believed the Bible. I really have. I, I've read, if I read it, I believe it, and I hold on to it. And there's not anything in the Bible that I don't truly believe. But I think there's a different level when you have to actually lean on it and, and, and live it out. So I've always known God to be a provider. I've always believed that he's a provider. No one could tell me that he's not. But there was a season in my life when I transitioned from law into ministry that I really, 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 like, needed God as a provider. Like, it was just a different, completely change. Like, you know, my financial situation changed. Everything about it changed. And I wasn't my own provider. Like, you know, as an attorney, I felt, like, very confident in providing for myself. I felt very self-sufficient. I felt a lot of security. And when I didn't have that anymore... I really got to see God fulfill that role where it wasn't me, it wasn't my own strength, it wasn't what I feel like I could get credit for. It was truly 100% God. 
And so I remember that as a pivotal time in my life where it didn't matter how much I believed the scriptures until I lived it, it hit different. You know, it, de- it definitely hits different when, when it's in action, when, when it's really like you're seeing it happen, where it's not just the belief, but it, 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 it's, it's a faith and it's, a, it's, it's um, faith in action. And, and you see God come through. And so when I reflect on, on this year and really just the last couple of years, because everything didn't just happen all at once. It was like a, a domino that kind of led to this year being the avalanche that it was. Um, so many verses in the Bible that I believe my whole life hit different. His goodness hit different. His unconditional love, it hit different. Um, the fact that, that he does bring joy and that he is a wonderful counselor hit different. Um, the fact that he gives peace that surpasses all understanding hit different. Because when your life doesn't look like peace and yet you have peace and the Bible promises a peace that doesn't make sense, it hit different. It's more than words. And so if, if I can say anything is that the Bible is more than words. It's real. It's living. It's active. It's truth. It's relatable. It transcends, you know, time. And, and it will never pass. And so that's one thing that, that I've learned as I reflect just how true and how pure and how, how good the word of God is and how at any time it's there for you. And that the facets and, and the characteristics of God are incredible. And in different seasons of your life, you'll, you'll experience different aspects of his character, you know, differently and, and in stronger ways. And so I feel absolutely secure in him. I know that his throne is unshakable. I don't feel like I can be shaken. It doesn't matter how worn down I feel because I really, truly feel exhausted. But I don't feel shaken. And I don't feel like I'm, you know, in, in a state of uncertainty. I feel very certain. I feel very solid. And, you know, everything in this world will come and pass. We go through valleys. We go through mountaintops. We go through seasons of plenty. Like Paul said, we go through seasons of scarcity. But he remains the same. His character remains the same. His goodness remains the same. His love remains the same. And that's what's held me on. Y'all make some noise for all these answers. So amazing. Thank y'all for being up here today. Hey, I want to share a quick scripture. Y'all could actually jump back to your seats if you want. Or you can hang up here with me. Y'all want to hang up here with me? Now, why don't they hang up? Hang up here. Hang up here. Let's do something a little different. Let's do something a little different today. I wanted to share Psalm 2713. I think we have it on our screens here. Psalm 2713. I think we have it. There it is. Psalm 2713. Maybe we don't. It's all good. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Right? And when I hear all these testimonies, I hear that. I would have lost heart unless I'd seen the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Unless I believed what he said. Right? And so no matter what your year looked like, no matter what you're reflecting on, we got to lean on this. Right? I heard what my wife Tammy just said, I would have lost heart if it wasn't for him and his word. And I love that. I love that we could trust in him. 
And so when we look back and we reflect on our life, we look back and we learn. Like we grow from the things that we go through. Right? We don't go through them in vain. We learn from them. We grow as we go. And so remember that as you're leaving here, when you reflect for the rest of this week, you're reflecting on 2021. You're like, how am I growing by going? Like you're here on purpose, right? So, so there's some people in this room that live here on campus on purpose. There's some people that, you know, travel here every week on purpose. There's some people that you're just visiting today, but you're here on purpose. Because God wants you to grow, not just go. So look back, reflect on 2021, and realize that you're going to grow through it. I love Exodus 34, 6. The Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abounding in goodness and truth. That's him in us, right? He abounds in goodness. He abounds in truth. He abounds in long-suffering. It has been that type of year for us, long-suffering. But knowing that his mercy and his grace is made new every single morning. And some of us, were so focused on the outcome, we're so focused on the end results that we fail to slow down and just enjoy the journey. Life is way too short to be worried about the outcomes. Every single day, every single week, every single month, every single year. New Year's resolutions are great, but sometimes we fail to obtain them all. And it's okay. It's part of the journey. Right? So, so I just wanted to say as we reflect on 2021, just enjoy the journey of life. Enjoy it. Psalm 23, 6 says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Right? I love that word, forever. That means we're dwelling in it now, we'll dwell in it tomorrow, we'll dwell in it in 2022, and when we pass away from this earth, we will dwell in it forever. Your eternal life doesn't start when you leave the earth. Your eternal life started the moment you met Jesus. So enjoy life. Enjoy the journey. The highs, the lows, the lefts, the rights, the ups, the downs. Enjoy it. Because we're only here for a short while. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard on everybody. Sometimes the more money you have, the harder it gets. I just feel like this is a word for all of us. Like, slow down and enjoy life. Enjoy the breath in your lungs. Enjoy the family that God puts you around. Enjoy a real community, real friendship. The last thing I want to say as we're reflecting on this journey, you definitely got to reflect on God's goodness. Christmas is about God with us. God, Emmanuel, meaning God with us. God sent his son into the world. But if anyone believes in him, shall not perish but have everlasting life. And I want to end with Psalm 27, verse 13. I would have lost heart. Come on, somebody. I would have lost heart. 
if I had not believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. What does that mean? That means not future, not in heaven. I would have lost heart if I didn't believe I would see it on earth. I would have lost heart if I didn't believe that God would continue to move in my life on this earth. I would have gave up a long time ago. But I believe that I will see God's goodness in my life. Even in the midst of trials, even in the midst of storms, even in the midst of uncertainty, even in the midst of tribulation, even in the midst of pain, chaos, the world is falling apart. Even in the midst of that, I believe that I will see God's goodness in my life. We're going to have that type of belief, that type of faith, that type of trust. My house is failing inspection. God called me here. I don't have a, jo- or I have a job. I don't have nowhere to live. I don't have this. I don't have that. You got to trust. You just got to believe that God is good, and you're his daughter, and you're his son, in whom he loves. And he'll wake, make a way where there might seem like there is no way in your mind. But thank God, God isn't bound by our thought life and our minds. Thank God, God isn't controlled by what you think or what you believe. But God does move on faith. I believe faith is the currency of the kingdom. And when you have faith and you trust and you believe, it unlocks something supernatural. And sometimes the supernatural unlocking isn't getting what you want. Sometimes the supernatural unlocking is receiving peace in the midst of something. It's receiving joy in the midst of something. Yeah, you're still in the trial. You're still in the storm. But you got this supernatural peace. Because his throne will never be shaken. And his throne lives in my heart. So I want to challenge you this week before 2021 comes to an end. I want you to reflect on his goodness, on his grace, on his mercy. And I want you to ask yourself, how, how did I grow this year? Like what did I go through that now I, I'm, I'm growing because of that? What did I learn? What did God speak to me? What did God say? And I'm going to challenge us to write those things down. What do you got a journal? Write them on your phone, a notepad, whatever you do. Write those things down. So I believe that God will speak through those things in years to come. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you, God, for your word. We thank you, God. At the last service of 2021, that we get to look back and realize you were at work this whole year. You brought us through some things that you're speaking to us, even in the midst of. That you moved mountains, that you've pushed us, God, to climb, to continue to climb, to continue the journey. But help us to slow down enough to realize that you are at work. Help us to slow down, and as the world says, to smell the flowers, to enjoy the things that are around us, to enjoy the people you've put us around. Lord, I pray that Holy Spirit just floods our mind, even right now as I'm praying, floods our mind in our hearts, God, and you start to reveal just how good you've been to us. Let us see, God, you. We want to know you more as we reflect upon who you are who you are to us personally, 
who you are to us as a church and who you are to us as a king. So we bow before you, King Jesus. And before we close the services, there's anybody in here, you know, who's saying, you know what, I just, I'm like Tammy, I'm like everybody else on this panel. I've had a really, really, really tough year. And I feel wore out. I feel depressed. I feel whatever it is. I want you to slip your hand up because we, we don't want to say amen without you feeling different and knowing that you're supposed to be here and Jesus loves you so much that he would stop a whole service just for you. We got one, two. Anybody else? Slip your hand up. Three. Anybody else? Say, you know what? I just, I just need prayer before 2021 is over. Slip your hand up. I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet right where you're at. Just stand to your feet if you want prayer. And we're gonna, I'm going to ask you guys, we can go pray for every single person. If you're standing up, you're saying, I want prayer. If y'all can help, yeah. Don't sit down until somebody comes next to you and lays the hand on you. Is that cool? Jesus, come on. Let's turn this to a house of prayer. Trinka. sitting down, just start to pray. If you feel led to stand up and put your hand on somebody's shoulder, go ahead and do it. You have permission. Jesus. Lord, we thank you, God, for your goodness and your mercy, God, that abounds in this place. Thank you, God, for your body, your church, activated on mission. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you didn't forget about him and her. Lord, I thank you that your grace is available to us today, Lord God. And as we pray together, God, we just feel an encouragement. We feel hope. We feel faith rising up inside of every single person. 
that's sitting in these seats today, that's in this building today, God. We know that you are beyond the building, that, that, that our bodies are temples of your Holy Spirit, that we are living buildings, God. Lord, I pray over everybody's mind right now, God. You said in your word that you've given us the mind of Christ. Help us to think on good thoughts. Lord, I rebuke fear. I rebuke anxiety. I rebuke everything that is contrary to your kingdom right now in our minds. May the peace of God come over our thought life right now in the name of Jesus. Help us to take every thought captive and make it obedient to that of Christ Jesus. Lord, I pray for healing over bodies right now in Jesus' name. Jehovah Rapha, you are the Lord, our healer, God. I thank you that you are the same God yesterday, today, and forevermore. The God that we read about in the book is the same God that's alive in 2021 and lives in his church, lives in us, his body. And so I speak healing over any sickness, healing over any disease, healing over even COVID and flu symptoms, everything. In Jesus' name, be made whole. Lord, I pray for those that need salvation, that feel far away from you. You said in your word, if we call upon the name of Jesus, believe in our heart that he died and he rose from the dead, you will be saved. So I thank you, God, that you come close to the brokenhearted today. That you leave the 99 for the one. Now I believe there's someone who is the one today who's watching, someone who's hearing me, that is, you feel like you're the one. That he will leave the 99 just for you. Thank you, God, that you're a rescuer, a redeemer. And that you truly set the captives free. So as your pastor today, I want to speak this and declare this over you. Real freedom in the name of Jesus. You are free. Death has no grip over you no more. Anxiety has no grip over you no more. Fear has no grip over you no more. Sin has loosed its grip over your life in the name of Jesus. You are free. There is no prison mentally, physically, or spiritually that can hold you back. You are free. He says he's given you the keys to the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So, Father, I loose Holy Spirit right now. I loose your goodness, your grace, and your mercy. I loose the fire of God. I lose joy. I lose peace. I release it right now over your children. We love you, God. We're thankful, Father, that we got to gather today. We don't take this for granted. Grateful for this family, this flock, your children, the leadership of this church. I just speak a blessing over every person as part of this family. Whether they're watching online, whether they're here in person, whether they're on vacation, wherever they're at, God, bless them. We love you, we praise you, we honor you. In Jesus' name, we all said, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning. Hallelujah.